sermon is kind of part of last week's message I gave. I talked about my shout testimony, and I sent the recording of it to my cousin, Jen. She's kind of more like a sister to me. And she said that she felt like my, my added addition to the end on distractions was cut off. So when I was praying this week on what should I preach on, uh, God said, well, finish the part on distractions. So that's what I'm going tonight. I'll talk about distractions. So last week I had mentioned that sometimes, I told you guys a story about Mary and Martha. And how Mary, well, Martha, well, Jesus was coming to Mary and Martha's house. And Martha was busy getting supper ready and preparing everything. Mary's sitting at the foot of Jesus listening. And Martha gets upset because she's, why am I doing all this work and Mary's not helping? And Jesus pretty much tells her that Mary's doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing. And I had mentioned I often get distracted with the details, with what needs to be done and what I have to do, that I don't spend that time with Jesus. And it's something during the shout that God talked to me a lot about. And since then, he's been like, don't worry so much about the details, okay? Spend time with me. So that's something I struggle with. It's a distraction. Being too busy, having too much to do, a to-do list, can be a distraction. It can be a distraction from your time with the Lord. A lot of us right now, it would be a really good time while we're doing this, thinking about what is distracting you from spending time with God. Because I can't tell you what's distracting you. You have to figure out yourself because there's a huge list of distractions, a huge list of them. And each person's individual. Something that might be distracting one person isn't distracting someone else. And I'll get more into that in a little bit. So King David, he, we talked about him, like, I think it was over a year ago now. But I remember doing a whole series on King David. But he's a good example of distraction. Because he was a man after God's heart. But he got distracted. So do you guys can remember the story. I kind of talked a little bit about this part. He gets distracted by another man's wife. Oh. Yeah. It is a little spicy because he does sleep with her. Oh. And then, and then on top of it, he orchestrates the murder of her husband so that he could have her for himself, trying to cover up his sin. But guys. He was still the man after God's own heart. He still was, before that and after that. Just because we have some time in our life where distraction comes in that causes sin, does not mean that we still don't have God in our heart. We just distracted. And yes, there's a lot that David had to do. He had to confess. He had to, you know, obviously God and him had to work some stuff out because that was not good. But didn't change that David was a good man. People make mistakes. David made a mistake. It happens. He was distracted. And that might be someone's distraction. But we have a lot of distractions. And this is just was just a good example. The Bible says that God was with David. But why was God with David? And the answer is, God was with David because David was also with him. See, we all want God to be with us. We do. But we aren't with him. We want God to be with us. 
But we're not spending any time. We're making it a, we don't actually spend time with him. We don't actually focus on him. We are distracted. I don't think all of us are, but a lot of us are. We're distracted by something. God isn't going to intrude on us. He's not going to intrude in our lives and mess with our busy schedule. He wants us to rearrange our schedule and give him that time. He wants us to do that. Okay? Because he's there. He's ready. He's like, okay, when do you want to talk? Let's talk. Let's do it now. But we're all like, oh, I got this to do or this to do or, you know, I'd rather be doing this than spending time with him. Luke 11, 9 through 10, it says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks will be opened. God's just not going to open that door. He's like just knocking involved. There's like asking permission. He's not going to just jump in and be like, okay, let's mess this up, spend time with you. No, he wants you to invite him in. He wants you to take that time to do it. He's there. That's not the problem. He just needs you to invite him into it. And are you guys willing to make room for God? Are you willing to change your schedule to make room for him? Have you guys thought about that? Are you thinking about that? How can I make room for him? I remember a time in my life not so long ago that I allowed for distractions in my life because I was avoiding talking to God. I told you guys before, I know some of you are new, but there was a time in God I was really mad at him, all right? I was angry with him. I didn't really want to talk to him. In order to avoid any time with him, I got myself distracted. And these are just some examples of distractions. I'm not saying I struggle with all these distractions, but these are some examples. Uh, The distraction I probably would say I allowed myself probably at this time was probably just binge-watching TV, honestly. But there's you will be distracted by TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Sexual distractions, porn, sex, uh, graphic movies. And when I mean graphic movies, I have movies with a lot of sex in them. TV shows, same thing, detailed books. Uh, let me say this. I'm going to say this from a girl perspective. A lot of times when people talk about porn, they always assume it's just a boy. Girls look at porn, too, and they do something else often, is which read dirty novels which is just as bad as porn. It's a distraction. It's a real thing. Girls do it. There are boys who do it, but girls are more likely to do it. School could be a distraction. I know people who have school as a distraction. They're overachieving or OCD, too much on their plate. Procrastination could be a distraction because they would rather procrastinate everything possible so then they're so busy having to catch up on everything that they're distracted. Other things, video games, music, relationships, drugs, and alcohol can be distractions. I do want to be clear that just because some of these might be distractions to some people, well, that's, this is all bad right there. <laughs> that's bad right there, too, guys. But some of these things are not a distraction to some people. All right? It's real. I should not be doing that. But you might be able to play video games and it not be a distraction. Or there might be some music you can listen to that's not a distraction. There's times where I listen to non-Christian music and I'm fine. And then other times I will listen to non-Christian music and it'll mess with me. Like maybe it's too depressing or something. So I, I can't listen to it for a little while. But everybody's different. There are people who can, you know, spend time on TikTok and Instagram and not be a distraction because they have their ability to stop. It's the same thing with alcohol. I'm not saying alcohol is bad, but when you guys are older and old enough to drink, some people can have a glass of alcohol and be fine. Other people cannot. It's just how it is. 
It's depending on you. Everybody's different. Yeah, some people have family history where alcoholism or addiction is something very common, so they can't have things like that. Food can be a distraction. I don't even know why I didn't put it up there because that's probably one of my biggest distractions. When I'm, when I'm sad or depressed, instead of sometimes going to Jesus, I go and turn to food. That can be a distraction. But not everybody has that problem. Not everybody is struggling with those kinds of things. You have to think really hard in your life, right, Neil, what is distracting you? What is causing you to not get that time with God? Another one that's not up there is spending. Money can be a distraction. If you like to go spend your money, that would be it. Sometimes things that become a distraction aren't always bad. Sometimes music can be a distraction to me. I like to listen to a lot of heavy metal music. And sometimes when I'm in a bad mood, it's not the best choice of music for me to listen to because it doesn't help me get out of my bad mood. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. When I'm in that, I have to do something which is called fasting. Fasting is a good way to break a distraction or an addiction. It's a good way to get out of whatever it is. To f- because when you fast, you're stopping something to focus on God. So maybe this, I'll decide, like in my head, okay, so obviously listening to non-Christian music is really bothering with me, so maybe I'll spend 30 days not listening to anything but worship music. That's just an example. So if I spend 30 days not listening to it, then I'm focusing on God, and then it breaks that, that chain. And then after the 30 days, maybe I can go back to listening to it. Maybe I can't. Maybe I need to go a little bit longer before I go back to listening to non-Christian music. This is just an example for me. Some of you are probably like, I can listen to non-Christian music. It don't bother me. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But I'm saying for me personally. The same thing with TV. I've done that recently. I've gone on a, I think it's been probably like four months now. I have been on a, it's a fast of any TV shows or movies that have sex scenes in it. Like I avoid all of them. Any of them. Because it's not good for me. It's not good for my soul or anything. And that's something God has walked me through. And I mean, Real with you guys. Some of you are like, why? But it, it bothers me. It affects me. So I have decided to stop. And I even asked Pete, like, beforehand, if he looks up a movie for me, he tells me what's going to happen or, like, if it's a movie I should watch or not. And that's just something that God's been walking me through at this time for me personally. That you have to think about what's distracting you because there's so much in our lives that are distracting us that's not focusing on God. And that's the point. We need to, like, figure out what is causing us not to spend time with God. Because I personally don't want to go to heaven one day and be like, oh, God, I didn't have enough time to hang out with you. I'm sorry. And he's like, well, you sure had a long enough time to spend six hours on TikTok. <laughs> I mean, that was, that's a true story. Not the part of going to heaven, but if I have six hours to spend on TikTok, I have six hours I could spend with God. And he's not even asking for six hours. He might be asking for like a half hour to an hour. But I should, there's nothing in my life that should be happening before time with God. He should come first. A hundred percent. I should, my morning, first few moments of my morning should be thanking God for being awake and for my family and for my health and for all the provisions. I should find time in my day to read his word. Because I remember, I think it was Jessica Tate who said it, but she was quoting someone else. If you haven't heard from God, it's probably because you haven't opened your Bible. So if I haven't opened my Bible, then how am I going to hear from God? 
So I need personally to avoid distractions. We all need to think about what is distracting us. What can we can we arrange our schedule to spend more time with God? It might mean getting up a half hour early so you have 30 minutes so you're not rushing around in the morning so you have some time with God. Maybe it means going to bed early. Maybe it means instead of watching three hours of something, you watch two hours of something, and then you give some time with God. There's lots of things. I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you what how to rearrange your schedule. But I know God will tell you, hey, you know, hey, give me your morning. Or give me your first few minutes, like, on the bus. Or your ride to school if you drive. I don't know how much amazing time that can be with God is in the car. I love being in the car when I'm with God. No one's there to hear me sing, so I can sing as much as, and terrible as I want. No one's there to hear what I'm saying. I'm sure there's drivers singing, what is she doing? But I don't care. That time, because trust me, I've seen some of you guys driving worse than me. What are you doing, you know? Some of you sleep with your mouths open. Hey! Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I feel very targeted. I was targeting like everybody in the shower conference pretty much. <laughs> but you have fallen asleep in the car. I have photos of you sleeping in cars. <laughs> just try to figure out and find that time with God so you can have that moment with Him. I'm telling you 100%. This is true fact. I know it. I walked it out. I've seen Pete walk it out. I've seen others in my life walk it out. The more they spend with God, the better life is going. I'm not saying life's going to be easier. Trust me, that's not the truth. But what I'm saying is you'll be able to get through things easier. You will be focusing on him. You'll be hearing from him more clearly. You won't be so distracted by distractions. It will be so much better. That's where growth is. Growth is when you focus on God. You'll, you'll see so much change in your life when you do that. Pete, want to come up for prayer? Dear Lord, I pray that you take out all our distractions. I pray that you help us hear your word. I pray that you allow us to have the time allotted for you, Lord. Help us throughout the week. Let us be a light to others. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Before you go, if anyone wants to um, come up for prayer, maybe this was something that resonated with you, or maybe you need prayer for something bothering you, we'll be up here for if anyone needs prayer.